Is there a universal language? One that is spoken throughout the cosmos. It's an interesting question. It's been a little while since I've done back-to-back episodes. However, I started diving down this rabbit hole and then Angus challenged me to find out some information and lo and behold, I had 10 pages of notes about how we understand language. What do linguists do? How do we identify it? And the fact that no one's real sure how we came to speak. This one's got a fair few different layers to it, and it's a, it's a lot of intense information. It's good information, and I really wanted to share it with you guys, because it's something you probably don't think about, and although it's not going to change the world, understanding how we communicate what side of the brain, what the methods are that we use in order to help us along that, what the methods are that we use to help us understand dead languages and, and help us understand each other. And I thought towards the end of the research and towards the end of the podcast, I think I do say it in the podcast, it, it's one of those things, if we can understand language better, we can understand each other and everybody else around the globe a little bit better. So enjoy this one, look after yourselves, stay safe, be cool, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Terror cleared the skyline and anger clouded judgments So they spent a thousand nights in the desert fighting something that they couldn't find That made us something that they couldn't find Left us all lamenting all the wrongs that they couldn't right This is for the second time we've been in before From Vietnam to Saddam, we always needing a war Neo-conservatives was up like Vietcong The fingers on the trigger, we won't be here for long They killed MLK and they named the day after Killed JFK and then the airport After him some guy shot on Mosca Kuwait so he could borrow A girl named Jody Foster, if only he'd known We tested nukes in the atmosphere for seeing the dirt And they tested all these missiles just to see if they were Now France got them, Russia got them, India and Pakistan Korea want them, states want them Pointed at the Taliban, Iran and Afghanistan Sands of the Arab lands, orders from portable commands And I'm a caravan, sitting at 3G, cellular phones, surreal killers Many cells in their homes, and we have men's Bundy, Gacy, Son of Sam, Macarena, Superman, Chicken Dance, Wonder Man, Generation X, and Generation Y, and the Generation X will degenerate and die because we got holes in the ozone that we put there ourselves. Now the poles are a no go, words cooking itself, but we can't look at ourselves. And we got saline, Botox, 18, Fate Tense, 19, Detox, don't stop, get it, get it, can't afford it, get a credit, buy it, spend a try, get it. Then you better shout it out Swing two, block a two, punk a baggie East coast, west coast, fragile or fifty Thatcher the shifty Iron lady, Tony Blair, a princess Die, some say cause she got body there Whittle and Keating, Paul Cannon Palmer Some no children in poverty Wish that could have been honest We have Abbott and Costello Right wing overlords Promises and children They threw them both overboard Overward, refugees Sworn to a group home Or jail for the crime Looking for a new home Henry side, Lenin died, genocide in Africa, Serbia, Cambodia, pesticides, fire, toxins, chemical warfare, rules, fair and love 
problem, what we're worth, what I'm all bearer, more terror, more run, trust, such as seizures, I try to win, came and claimed the coast of Indonesia, quakes in Iran, Japan, to California, greenhouse gas, turned the world into a sauna, the trauma of mortars, martyrs, slaughters, the partners, mourners, fathers and daughters, they chased us, caught us, numbered us, disorders, raped us, scorned us, to break us, they bought us, the world kidneys for captains of industry, uprising industry, corruption in the ministry, a blowjob brought about the fall of the dynasty, an MP3's or the fall of an industry, double population, half accommodation, carved up resources and we starved the poorer nations, Beirut, Chechnya, all hell broke loose, Berlin, 1989, man, a wall fell, Cold War, dead to put that in stop, more shells, Waco, let up the sky like burning oil wells. A world laid waste with addiction Tell all world Truths always strange and infection Big brothers on post Like a TV and on cable Reality's unscripted Celebrities for sale Jeopardy in jail Seize the polls Remedies and penalties for foul CEOs We had the Enron collapsing White collar crime Vessels they were taxed a Dollar for the dime The blue chip companies And blue sky mines We no longer choose sides We choose sidelines And we're back. Clap. 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 <laughs> you know. <laughs> we're back. It's not it's actually been a long time since we got together so close in time together. However, we did have alternate plans to look and set the telescope so we could show our small children uh Saturn and Jupiter and Mars and the moon. And of course it's cloudy. So <laughs> Thank you, Southeast Queensland, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, make a plan. <laughs> exactly. Sure enough, something'll fuck it. However, I um, I was musing yesterday through some of the articles on the page, and I uh, I dug in to something, and then you rang me yesterday afternoon. We haven't we 
don't talk in the Arvo as much anymore. We're no. both busy men. However, you rang me out of blue and you're like, what are you doing? I said, oh, well, you might be interested in what I'm having a look at. Yeah. And you were. And then you challenged me and now I've got 10 pages of notes in front of me and it's the next day and we're going to... Look, mate, you were just saying some outrageous fucking shit, man. <laughs> you were making some fucking claims and I'm like, I don't know if Jamie's verified this shit. I was feeling like... I was feeling like Rogan in that fucking Alex Jones, you know, the last episode yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, Jamie just stopped uh, so Jamie just can Just the whole time they were up. fucking trying to verify and cross-check shit. I was like, <laughs> let's just pull up there a second, Alex Jones, because you're making some fucking way out claims. And I don't know if like, uh, we might just need to check that. Well, but, but I'm glad I did because fucking you, you dug deep. And did, it, it was, did, it was all about ch- the challenge. And the timeline. Yeah. Because it was like, you had 24 fucking hours. I had 24 hours, man. Dig like, in. Yeah. 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 See if you can, see what you can find in 24 hours. And I'm like, fuck it. Okay. And then I you will. messaged me today and you were like, fucking yawn for tonight. And I was like, cunt's done it. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> All right. I guess so. <laughs> you have to be, mate. Right. So, the this was, uh, it was an article that I posted on the page and the name of the article was is there a universal language? And the article author is Jesse Shanahan. Don't know if it's a boy or girl, Jesse. So we'll just Jesse. Was it Jesse with an E? With an E. So it's so it's a boy. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know why I asked because I don't. The, why was it just? Does it make a difference? Does that make it <laughs> feminine or masculine? I don't know. Actually, is I think it, is Jesse like Jade. It could be. It's just universal. It could be. It has the same spelling. Not like Peter, though. Listen. Because Peter has a different spelling depending on which sex it's named for. Yes. Well, I actually have got the article here still. Ah, it's a she. It's a she. There you go. Jesse Shanahan is a freelance science writer and accessibility consultant living in Washington, D.C. with the love of her life, a rescued border collie service dog named Hubble. Cool. Good on you. Good on you, Jesse. Thanks very much. Get amongst it, Jesse. We appreciate it. We appreciate your work. And uh, it really p- pushed me down a, a hole that I hadn't been down before. Um, and basically, the premise was, obviously, last conversation we had and some of the stuff we've been talking about is that the aliens are us. And then if that's the case, therefore, then they probably understand English. However, could we talk to them even if they rocked up? If they're from another planet from 780,000 years ago, blah, 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 blah. Look, I know that we want that they've got the Star Trek Universal Translators. I mean, it was handy Well, when it was on in the 90s. You know what I mean? That was great, the Universal Translator. Everyone but, spoke English. But, but, like, do they even need to speak fucking languages? Like, remember... Um, la, 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 independent... Do, 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 do. No, but... Yeah, fucking... That's one... What's that? Um, fifth kind? Third uh, kind? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah uh, close Encounters yeah, of the Third Kind. That's it. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mashed Potato Mountain. Yep. That's the one. Yep. So, yeah, okay. Uh, is it fucking... Is it, is it music? Is it fucking shit like that? Is it telepathic? You yeah, know, well, like we're going Independence Day, man. Absolutely. Are they just going to put thoughts into our minds? Well, this is... The, this is And this is basically where we went, right? So, I will be quoting some of Jesse's and, and, and stuff. And hang on, but why would they speak English? Exactly. If they were us, us, like what, which, which us are exactly. we talking about? Exactly. Is it us exactly. now? Is it, a, is it a, a faction of us now or is it an ancient faction? Which when we were talking the other day, it was like, well, what's the fucking, you got like Hebrew, mm-hmm. Latin, mm-hmm. and then we were saying like there'd be 
Indian and like maybe Ch- Chinese, like yeah, Asian, Asian dialects, Asian, Asian dialects, yeah. That Indian that would dialects, be yeah. ancient mm-hmm. sort of thing, like sections. But then Eastern European, you've got Eng- the English Russian. is not fucking old. English is not that old. It's at all. not old. It's and not. the problem with English is it fucking mutates. It's mm-hmm. like a virus. Well, we speak bastardized. English here in Australia. We speak Australian. We don't Fuck, speak And everyone does, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, compared to 200 years ago, we would struggle to talk to someone from 200 years ago who spoke English. Exactly. And these are the things we've got to consider. Now, The fir- I will quote Jessie through some of the stuff I talk about, but a lot of it I read what she wrote and then interpreted it my own way. So I'll just give her kudos from here on out. Whether yep. it's my words or hers, she can have them. Thank right. you in advance. Thank you in advance. So yep. I don't have to say this is this and this is that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I just want to get into it. The first paragraph is hers, right? Yeah. Uh, the worldview shattering sight of alien spaceships entering Earth's atmosphere has been utilized in film and literature dating back to at least H.G. Wells' iconic 1898 novel, The War of the Worlds. For more than 100 years, humanity has considered the implications and conflict that could arise from first contact with a potentially hostile extraterrestrial War of the Worlds, remind me, did they like just crash in? Like, did they come down like asteroids? Yeah, something like thing. that. And they had big spindly legs and lasers on the front. Well, that, that, that kind of like come out of the crater, didn't it? I, I, I don't can't know. Remember. I'm trying watched, to... The problem is fuck. I've watched too much alien stuff, man. I, nah. I can't... I remember like a spidery looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With well, green the, lasers. From the, the Tom Cruise version of War of the Worlds. Yeah, but I yeah. even remember like the HG... Because like, I read... I remember reading it and there's pictures of it. There's pictures of it. Uh, right, yeah. And the, actually the War of the Worlds thing, a lot of people do know this. However, when they... They made a big radio production out of it, and people radio thought drama, people thought it was real. People thought it was real, yeah. 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 So, but I mean, okay, we talk about worldview side of alien spaceships. We're in the refinery, man. We've done enough research. Multiple paintings, rock art, Sumerian records, blah blah blah. Like how many other Check. versions are? Check. Yeah. You know of UFOs dating back, and how many to, were lost? And how many like were we lost? Said last Everything conversation. else like that. I wanted to insert here because I don't think I talked to you about it even off the mic. What was in the Library of Alexandria about fucking UFOs? Exactly. Oh, what's exactly. in the Vatican? I was now? just going to say it's not it. Yeah, as yeah. if they didn't take the important fucking yeah. documents. You know what's out there that the fucking lay people of the world yeah that we don't don't understand. know about. Here's something interesting. Uh, I was watching Ancient Aliens. Yeah, quality. Your credibility just yeah. fucking. <laughs> not that we started a very high point with credibility. No, 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 no. no. But but yeah, no, for no. Research, go on for research hey, purposes. I watched Ancient Aliens like three nights ago, so it's yeah. okay, brother. It's all right for research purposes and and gathering t- tiles on my mirror balls. So. Of course, hey, that's exactly <laughs> right, man. <laughs> fucking, in, what is it? Yeah, add to the tiles, yeah. man. Why couldn't I think of? A word meaning add then. I don't know. I don't know. I was just in this blank space. But yeah, anyway. Mirrorballs. Mirrorball. Anyway, yep. Baalbek, the big mm, cross, yep. massive pillars, yep. was a uh, landing site, according to uh, ancient aliens. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's why the so the, the things are so thick, so the, the craft could to land. Support the, to, to support the craft. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That would be a bit... Imagine, imagine if it was like, early craft and they had something along the lines of like fucking Some steampunk UFOs or some shit that would be sick but no, no I'm thinking like because when we always get 
always get these ideas of like advanced civilizations or like fucking um, extra smart extraterrestrials and shit like that. We we always think of them in their final form. Yes. Like at, how, at their how, most how did, intelligent. How, how did they advance? But, to but they if are, they yeah. progress along, imagine if they had like a Elon Musk like fucking rocket that I just got a flash of Homer Simpson buying the first fucking flying car. Do you remember that? Homer buys the first flying car. And just fucking bang, bang. Like it doesn't actually fucking work properly. Like, yeah. But that would be the evolution. Exactly. Things, yeah, things just don't pop into their perfect final Oh, so you're form. saying they didn't have uh, good reverse thrusters and that's why it's so thick because they just sort of slammed into the fucking earth. Like, Well, not only that, but even if you have got uh, reverse thrusters, it's it's putting a, a load upon that, that bearing structure. Yes. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if, if you're working with fucking anti-gravitic technology, you're not putting any pressure on anything. You can land on a fucking feather. Anti-gravitic technology does come in. Well, the element 115 does come into where we are going. Oh, good. Good. So, Tesla, which yep. Tesla's been long been on our list to do a deep dive into him. The problem Tesla's with Tesla's the man. Is, yeah, Tesla the yep. man. Yep. Yep. Proposed in 1896 that contact with alien beings was possible. Oh, sorry. Contact with alien beings was possible when discussing the potential uses of his electrical transmission systems. That was in 1896. Yes. Okay. In 1899, he did detect signals which he thought came from Mars. I yep. read a whole heap of stuff about this. Basically, we do know that Jupiter, because it's a fucking big planet, right, does give off its own sort of frequency and stuff. Yep. Um, yep. And there's certain things... If you translate the the pictures that we get from the planets and that into sound, they give off weird sounds. So, like, there is something to that. Yeah. Um, but they reckon it was maybe from Jupiter. That was, but again, no one's real sure um, about that. Look, this is just spoiler alert. However, I wish we could dig into something that wasn't bullshit, right? Or didn't, you know, wasn't built on a bed of sand. But yeah. it just seems to be um, that's what it is. What I would. <laughs> Just seems to be that's what it is. That's what it is. Seems it, to be that that's what fucking everything is. Yeah, it seems to be that that's what everything is. Ah, oh, the disinformation generation. Yeah, that's what we're fucking living through, man. Um, what I did do, just bear with me. I haven't have to fire Jamie. He's not working very much. Just fucking get that out of the get. Chop, chop, cunt. Why is that not doing that? Okay. Technology. Technology. Not my strong point. No, that's right. It's not. That's why I needed Jamie. You do. Um, if only you had someone who'd do more than just sit across the fucking <laughs> desk from you and ridicule you. Exactly. Imagine if I had some real fucking help around yeah. here. Imagine if someone uh, helped me. That'd be great. I just wanted to, because I, I, we love Tesla, and I think he doesn't get spoken about enough. We don't learn about him enough, and without him, we wouldn't actually be doing what we're doing right now. And no. we both understand that. Yes. So what I would thought, well, what I would thought, what I thought, they actually had that Tesla speak. So some of these messages from Tesla about the signals that he detected, I thought just as a little diversion, I would tell you his words, right? Right. Um, So we start back in 1899. Uh, We are getting messages. Was was Nicholas Tesla, was he Polish? Uh, Eastern European somewhere, Polish maybe. We should probably know. I that. just plucked Polish from fucking nowhere. I don't know. It's somewhere there, man. Yeah. I think all right, I've, sweet. Yeah. Can you do an accent? No, <laughs> not doing an accent. <laughs> That's all I want when you read the mail. That's what the whole reason I interrupted. We are getting messages. Yes. From the clouds, one hundred miles away. Possibly many times that. Just distance. do Russian. Just go yeah. full Russian. Yeah, just full Russian. Yes. Yes. 
We uh, must no. launch missiles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are getting messages from the clouds 100 miles away, possibly many times that distance. Do not leak it to the reporters. This is That was Tesla in 1899. So I'd say these are like telegrams that he sent. Ah, like right. That. I was about to say, well, fucking or, put that in context, mate. I don't know. Like telegrams, yeah. you know, just messages, Sweet. handwritten messages, That's something perfect. like that. Okay. Uh, my measurements and calculations have shown that it is perfectly practicable to produce on our globe by the use of these principles an electric movement of such magnitude that without the slightest doubt its effect will be perceptible on some of our nearer planets such as Venus and Mars. Thus, from mere possibility, interplanetary communication has entered the stage of probability. 1900. Dude was so far ahead of his time. Mm. Right, so basically saying we create radio waves and we can shoot them to another planet, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is probably part of what we do inadvertently now. Like, we've got so much... Oh, so many signals going to satellites and back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure we'd be producing a a range of frequency for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Movements on instrument repeated many times concludes it to be a message from another planet. That was in a newspaper interview in 1901. Yep. I did not state that I obtained a message from Mars. I only expressed my conviction that the disturbances that I obtained were of a planetary origin. That was in 1901 as well. Right. So that's clarified that already because mm. we were we were banking on Mars. Yeah, oh, like he, co- he, Mars he, goes, he, he goes into it a bit more. Yeah. Uh, so where are we? Still 1901. Uh, the feeling is constantly growing on me that I had been the first to hear the greetings of one planet to another. Again in 1901. That's complete fucking speculation. Yeah, it is. The way in which he's worded that is like... But you, I mean, the thing is, you well, let's just for a fucking nanosecond picture some Eastern European Polish dude... No, but you know what I just did? And creating you know just... the first radio frequency fucking transmitter. Like, what level was this dude on, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I just did, though? I didn't think of the nuance of his language yeah. and that's exactly what we do in our time mm-hmm. we we judge everything as though it's black and white and ignore nuance yeah if i had actually no I've got, i'm good um if i had have actually listened to the nuance of what he was saying yeah i would have understood that he didn't actually mean an actual hello from another no planet, no no whereas it's i was being the, dismissive yeah it's a received just received a communication yeah, exactly right? yeah uh, okay, so now in 1907, so it's six years later since the last comment, uh, I referred to the strange electrical disturbances, the discovery which I announced six years ago. At that time, I was only certain that they were of planetary origin. Now, after mature thought and study, I've come to the positive conclusion that they must emanate from Mars. Right. Hmm. So then he went, see, we went batshit crazy, basically, for what we're saying. Well, look, the thing is, it no, could have been, it could have been Jupiter. Silly. Well, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. thing is, right, is that this is a 38-page paper on it. And I actually, as I, say, I went bananas, man. I, I I actually read or speed read most of it. Um, yep. And, yeah, they went in to test it. And it's like, he using his equipment and understanding its calibration, if he pointed it at where, like, as Mars went to below the horizon, Jupiter was right there, but... The correlation that he had is that as soon as it dropped below, something happened. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, but if if they, they've sort of looked at the other planets in the sky and potentially it was Jupiter, um, but we'll go into it. It goes into a bit more. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I get what you're saying now. That's how he sort of 
narrowed it down through like a process of elimination. Yeah, looking at the sky and referring to what happened yeah. that night and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fair it, enough. It could have been that the last thing he observed was Mars, and it's like, well, as soon as Mars slipped below the horizon, this thing basically went one, and we sort of went like one, two, three, like one dot 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 yeah. dot. Like it, that's what it, that's basically what he got back is what he heard. And the thing is, in 1899, there was no satellites, man. So it, no. was, it was a pure... Yeah. The signal was as fucking clean as it was going to get. That's it. As clean as it's ever been. Yeah. 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 So, goes on a bit more. So this is in 1909. To be sure, we have absolute proof. We have no absolute proof that Mars is inhabited. Personally, I base my faith on the feeble planetary electrical disturbances which I discovered in the summer of 1899 and which, according to my investigations, could not have originated from the Sun, the Moon, or Venus. Further study has since satisfied me they must have emanated from Mars. So he doesn't mention Jupiter in there, obviously. Um, In 19... I'll just run through them. In 1919, during my experiments there in Colorado Springs, 1899, Mars was at a relatively small distance from us and in that dry and rarefied air, Venus appeared so large and bright that it might have been mistaken for one of those military signalling lights. I came to the conclusion that Mars was sufficient to exert a noticeable influence on a delicate receiver of the kind that I was perfecting. My ear barely caught signals coming in regular succession which could not have been produced on Earth, caused by any solar or lunar action or by the influence of Venus, and the possibility that it might have come from Mars flashed upon my mind. Okay. Right. Um, couple more. The arrangement of my receiving apparatus and the character of the disturbances recorded precluded the possibility of there being an, of terrestrial origin, and I also eliminated the influence of the Sun, Moon, and Venus. No, Jupiter again. As I announced, the signals consisted of regular repetition of numbers and subsequent study convinced me they must have emanated from Mars, this planet having been just then close to the Earth. Okay. And they and I think they went through and they said it was pretty close to the Earth, Mars at that time. Yep. Uh, 22 years ago, while experimenting in Colorado with a wireless power plant, I obtained... Notice there, he never said that, with a wireless power plant. Yeah, yeah. That was... That hadn't heard anything about that. Uh, I obtained extraordinary experimental evidence of the existence of life on Mars. I had preferred a wireless receiver of extraordinary sense, sense, sensitiveness. That, uh, sensitiveness? Sensitiveness. Sensitiveness. Far beyond anything known. That's probably that's a, that's not a word today, I don't think. Sensitiveness. I don't believe it is. Yeah. Uh, and I caught signals which interpret as a meaning one, two, three, four. I believe the Martians use numbers for communication because numbers are universal. This is, yeah, and we get into numbers as well. In 1899, um, while experimenting with a wireless receiver extraordinary sensitivity, I detected faint signals from Mars, our brother planet. I could not interpret the signals, but they seemed to suggest a numerical code, one, two, three, four. Um, And look, that is... What did he? What did he receive? Basically, this document goes through, and it's it's only one perception. Um, you have to believe that he received something if he said he did. Yeah. However, what and where it was from, maybe Jupiter, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. Again, 
that's just there's a there's a fair bit of detail on it. However, at the end of the day, they may not be correct, and they're open about saying that, which is pretty good. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I just thought we'd give Tesla his due because he was the first. And the thing is, if you think about it, uh, that's the reason we believe Mars has got aliens on it. It's Tesla. He was the one that interpreted it, in, inserted into the modern ah, vernacular. Ah, yes, interesting. The Martian. He would have. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah. Imagine him and other throw H.G. Wells in there, you know, H. people sitting around drinking whiskey yeah. and fucking theorizing mm. and fucking old Tesla comes out and goes, oh, I, reckon, I reckon there's a bit of life on Mars. Yeah, I heard these I've got a beeps, theory, I've got stuff, these yeah. beeps from this awesome fucking Big red planet. thing that I built and it's reading the messages coming in from another planet mm. and then H.G. Wells being the author that he was just fucking concocted this whole fucking story that'd be an interesting um, that'd be interesting to look into when Tesla said about life on Mars and when H.G. Wells wrote his book what time was the time frame but what that sent me down was a bit of a uh, how do we know about planets, like habitable planets and stuff like that. Yep. Right? It sent me down a little bit of that path. Yeah, huh? Uh, in today's world, exoplanet hunters um, search for... They, they're they on the way for the Goldilocks zone, right? So they're yes. looking for that perfect distance between the, the single star or the suns or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, as of September 2020, astronomers have identified 24 potential super habitable planets. Super habitable. Super. Which is more... Which is better than Earth. Uh, yep. I love it how we throw soup on the front of everything. Mm. Because I thought... But, super, better, it, but better than Earth? Like, Earth's pretty good. Yeah, well, I don't what's, know. I don't, I don't what's know. better? Uh, yeah, I don't know what the math was considering mm. that. Mm. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, 20 planets from among more than 4,000 identified. And that's... But that's... That's the... For sure, we've identified only just more than four. That's not a lot considering how many... Does it say... The text techniques they're using aren't they using like a light? Um, oh, it's equal distance from the sun plus size plus size of the star. I think is is that's that's part of the equation. That's part of the equation to get them looking in the right area. But right. then when they're looking at these things, it's all about the uh, it's light fraction. Yeah, they give yeah. off because it tells them what sort of chemicals are making up their their atmospheres yeah. because it has to. Yeah, you know they're looking for stuff with our kind of atmosphere. Yeah. So I think they can... Well, I think that might... Spectrograph? Spectrograph could be. Is it a light spectrograph? Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, I don't know. You can you can read that. You can tell what minerals and elements and stuff are mm. in the atmosphere. Yeah, by the light spectrum yeah, and how yeah. it refracts and reflects. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so so there's exoplanet hunters. There's obviously... And then there's astrobiologists. Yep. Okay. They study the origins, evolution, distribution, the future of life in the universe. It's an interdisciplinary field that requires a comprehensive, integrated understanding of biological, planetary, and cosmic phenomena. So, you know, that'd be hard. You're literally predicting yeah. things you're just looking at through a telescope. That's, That's it, man. Um, yeah. But, you know, experts in their field, they can predict a fucking the size of a gigantopithecus from a molar and a fucking pinky bone. That's right. When you know your shit, you know your shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're looking at fucking balls of light. And I mean, you and I, we've looked through fucking the telescope before. Yeah. Might not be as powerful as what they've got, but mm. we're looking through a telescope and you just... I remember looking at Venus through the telescope and it's yeah. just like, eh, 
that's fucking that's a ball of light. Yeah, you know, and you can see some swirly fucking shit there every yeah, now and again. Yeah, there was a nice rainbow spectrum that came off Venus when we were looking at Venus. Yes, yes, yeah. there was. Mm. I found the moon more interesting because it's so close. And there's so many craters and stuff. I liked, I really liked looking over the horizon and seeing like mountains yes. behind the horizon. Yes. Yeah. That was a real trippy thing for me. Well, we still haven't done the moon. Do you know, we've been threatening to do one about the moon for years and we haven't actually done it yet. No, we haven't. Mm. So There's obviously, some fucking deep rabbit holes you can I go know. down with the moon. I know it's made of cheese, man. Um, yes, <laughs> one of many yeah. theories. And then there's SETI, obviously the search for extraterrestrial yep. intelligence. Yeah. And for whatever reason, and I actually this is what I've written here: Q Hawaiian shirt stoner guy. You know what I mean? Because that's all the alien movies. The dudes at the telescope, and he's like, it starts beeping. Yes. And he's like, what? Hey, what? What do we do now? Oh shit! Like fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. It's been there for 30 years and it's never done anything. What do we do when it does something? What do we do? Um, but yeah, obviously they are, they've been going since 84. They come in a bit later. They do do some really good work. You know, we'd, yeah. that's, but that's our modern take on the dude in the telescope tower. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, however, the thing is, that even if you talk about astronomers and all that sort of stuff, the people that are observing the stars and making their predictions, if we answer the question, are we alone? Then the next question is, who are you? Why is that? Because, <laughs> well, we need to identify what, who we're talking to. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. if we, if you know, when the aliens come to Ayers Rock in a couple of weeks, right? Yep. You know, who are you is to be one of the first questions we ask them. That's a very good point. Yes, it is. But who are you and what's your intention? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Are we going to be enslaved or are you going to better our civilization are you the space daddy that I'm looking for uh, yeah. <laughs> have you come to save me fucking space daddy um, you fucking coined that I, one I know <laughs> I know why do we need a space daddy yeah but the the question of who are you it, that's not an easy question and it's a lot harder than we think right because so, there's you think about a completely alien civilization with anti-gravity technology big greys or whatever they are the only reference we have is what we have we can't you know what i mean that's why it's a do 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 yeah. you know the lights yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that's yeah that's us trying to communicate and using science fiction movies right yes um if we don't have like a rosetta stone if we can't have some sort of basis of communication mm-hmm we can't do it. Most current strategies um, assume a language stru structure based on a combination of different sounds, right? So, yep. you know, we have a lot of joining words. So if you're observe, if you're listening to a language you don't understand, you listen for the joining words, the at, the, to, and then you can start to build, okay, they're repetitive sounds. They're obviously, that's... Yeah, okay. I get where you're going. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Some of this stuff's pretty deep, man. But then begs the question, when did we start to speak? And I and I, I put this into the old Googleator. Yep. And the first answer I got was between two million and fifty thousand years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> like But that's yeah. I guess oh, I don't know. I guess they sort of you run that off your fossil evidence, don't you? Mm. Because we've got a what was his name? That skeleton they found. What were they? they were talking about it just the other day. Lucy? Not no, Lucy. not Lucy. Older than Lucy, I believe. And it's a complete skeleton. Well, a near complete skeleton 
of a upright... Oh, that was a JRE the other day. Yeah, what man. was that dude's name? Yeah, I can't I remember. remember what his name was. Everything's off JRE. Yeah. That's all I listen to. But no. Um, I've got 40 plus podcasts that I attempt to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, see, is more better or is less better? Like, what's better? What is better? You know what I mean? I think it's personal preference, man. I think 100% it is. Uh, well, if there's one thing I've learned, it's it's mostly it's mostly about the presenter. Yeah. Because like the guitar stuff that I watch, it's it's 100, I don't know, maybe a thousand dudes all doing the same fucking info yeah. over and over again. Yeah. But, you know, I've got the like... The difference is how the dude presents I've it. I've got like four guys that I've narrowed it down to that I can handle listening to. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, it's how you, it's how they communicate it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, speaking of communication, yes. Uh, if we think about language or speech, all right, it's almost separate because a language is such has to it has to be written. Yeah. It can be signed. It can be spoken. It can be gestured. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I did I did think about when I was writing some of this stuff like, you know, we've been we've done enough podcasts in here that. We don't tape this. What yep. the listeners don't see is us actually communicating with gestures. Oh yeah, hundred percent. While we're having a conversation about a certain topic, yes, but we're still speaking the same language. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's that's what I'm talking about. When we come to language, right? Um, monkeys, apes, and humans and other animals have developed sounds for social communication. However, monkeys and apes don't use their tongue. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, the use of our tongues lips and other movable parts place actual speech in an entirely different category. Yep. Well yeah. I think I think they have I think their tongues like connected in a way which makes it not Can't as flexible as yeah. ours. Yeah. 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 Uh, I still wonder about the prefrontal cortex and this comes back into Did you delve into that? Yes I did. Because we had a little discussion about it. Yeah I did. Yeah, yeah I did. What yeah. what was did you get any clarification? Not really. Patience is a virtue. Uh <laughs> I still I still wonder about the prefrontal cortex to help understanding comprehension. However, the language areas of the brain are and they're all based in the left hand side of the brain. Okay, uh, in most people, yep. maybe those those people that it's all opposite. Mm-hmm. There is some of those around. Uh, angular gyrus, super marginal gyrus, the Broca's area, the Wernicke's area, and the primary auditory cortex. They're all on the left side of the brain, as far as we understand it. Uh, at the okay. Moment. All good, mm. but no prefrontal cortex. Not in not when you what how speech works through the brain. Yeah, it didn't come into play. However, okay. a, a couple of articles I read later bring it back around a little bit. Yes, um, I think the thing is about on Earth, one language. Again, we go back to modalities, right? One language is spoken in so many different. Signage, colours, you know, sign language, spoken, written, gestured, visual, audio. Like, if you think about a language and how how the English language... It's good English right there. Yeah, speak it a good English. It's good England, mate, good England. Uh, If you think about English, how many variations it actually takes to, to form it as a language. Yep. And how would you actually try and replicate that you know like it's 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 strange but then it on our on the earth alone that replicates itself in multiple modalities again as we said the asian languages 
the Cyrillic languages, the Mediterranean languages, you know, Eastern European. Continue, like, continue et cetera, continue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera yeah. right? And the thing about it, I know we've, I think we might have mentioned this when it came out at the time, is that we think for a long time we thought Neanderthals were just grunters. Yeah. But they're not, okay? Right. So because we've actually found some more complete skeletons of Neanderthals. Right. Uh, and it turns out, I mean, if you think about it, we have hunting, uh, like tool making and evidence of hunting from Neanderthals, right? Yep. So if you're actually building an axe, building an arrowhead, building a spear, completing a hunt, that'd be pretty hard to do without some basic communication. Yeah. You need some organizational skills. Yeah, it's a bit more yeah, than grunting. Able, yeah, you know, exactly. You'd actually have to be able to... Detail. Detail. Yeah, you'd need detail. Um, a recent extraction of DNA from Neanderthal uh, indicates they have the same Fox P2 gene, which, or the grammar gene, which plays a role in controlling orofacial movements, which help control speech in modern humans. So it's the gene that Ah, uh, right, because I've been able movement. to get... Yeah, I get you. They've, yeah. they've extracted DNA. They've yeah, found a gene... Yeah, yeah. That we carry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then it's, okay, so the Neanderthals could speak theoretically. And it's it was all to do with like, um, I looked at a lot of throats and stuff. Yes. And I, I, uh, limps and bits and pieces. Yep. I didn't want to go into that. I found the other stuff. Like, yeah, I'm not a doctor, man. Yeah. Um, don't listen to me in the best of times. But I, it led me down, I let me say, well, okay, so what's the theories on how we learn how to speak then? Because mm-hmm. I mean- one of the things that we postulated before, I think Bruce Fenton postulated it. Some of the, it was a question come out of his work. It's like the only way we could learn to speak is if someone taught us how to speak, which means someone had to have already been able to speak to teach us how to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought, okay, let's look it up. And I went a bit of a search. I thought I'll, I'll, I'll go with Wikipedia. Wikipedia postulates no less than twenty-four theories about how we came to speak. Oh, that's fucking a diverse topic. Yeah. And there's criticism on each theory. There's no answer. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, yeah. There's yeah. criticism on each theory, right? Yeah. Uh, a few of them are um, the distinctive features theory. So universal amount of sounds regardless of language type. But that doesn't really hold, hold up because if you think about the... You know, the click languages yeah, yeah, yeah. and how you pronounce Eastern European, like all these different types. Yeah. It's not the same sounds. Like yes. what, what I read a little bit about is that they did a test or something. And like if you look at all the languages, the way that they use their tongue yeah. is completely different to how we use our tongue. Yeah. Like, yeah, some ridiculous number. So it's like that doesn't hold up, okay? Yeah. Because it's not a common... We don't speak a common language. Yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, there is uh, megalithic like stuff and that... We did used to speak a common language. Yes. Yeah, there's evidence of universal language in terms of pictographs and shit like that. Yeah, we're going to come on to that in a minute. Yes. Yeah, so uh, here's a couple, okay? So self-organisation, um, like... Organising a hunt. Organising a hunt. Termites, birds, ants, etc. came out of necessity and interpretation and perception was different due to locality. So they had to develop some way of communicating because that's the only way we're going to survive. Mm-hmm. And... It just basically developed in its different ways to the different types of people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That has good. There's, there's meat there. I think there's a bit of meat on that bone. Like, mm-hmm. I think I could I could accept that theory. Yes. Um, as, as a possibility. Yeah. Uh, in over, over an extended period of time. 
Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. There's the gestural theory. So, you know, pointing, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. ooh, uh, uh, ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then there's a heap more, but just for comical purposes, I got three of the stupidest ones. Um, gotcha. Bow Wow. Okay, that's the name of the theory. Yeah. Uh, words started by copying animals. Right, so starting to bark at each other and yeah. screech at each other and stuff like that and that then created language yeah so then you've got that well if you think about like you were saying about the different sounds that we make mm. um, to form words and, and etc and we've given meaning to that so we can place it all into a nice linear form yeah you need to um, create different sounds and then to give a meaning to and i guess at that basic level if you the difference between a dog bark and a monkey screech mm. is quite vast yes it so is. so then you can assign that a value you assign it value and it means yes and that one means no also yeah also for hunting purposes you want to imitate the animal that you're trying to kill yeah uh, most definitely in, you know yeah. there is that yeah as well um there's the the poo poo the old poo-poo the theory. Bow-wow and poo-poo. Poo-poo, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the last one's called ding-dong. Just, just be- Fuck. I'm not joking, man. This, this is, is great. A- <laughs> you picked the fucking bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought out of 24, I'm going to pick the weirdest ones. But they're not actually. So the poo-poo theory is that words started from sounds made from pleasure and pain. And I thought that was interesting. You mm. know? Because, I mean, if you think... Fuck probably came around like that. Like that was probably, oh, fuck. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, across the board, no matter the language. You know when someone's swearing. Fuck isn't, it may have not, you're exactly right. It may have started as more of an uh, an expletive yeah. of pain or whatever. Just a, ah! Because mm. across the board, everyone makes that noise. Exactly. There's, there know? is a universal, and you know, pleasure Step noises as well. Step into a fucking into a bindi fucking patch and everyone makes and we'll it. all make the exactly, same noise yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you put people in yeah it doesn't matter yeah. different situation color creed religion language doesn't matter you put them in certain situations where humans we're all going to react the same yeah. most yeah, of the time yeah. um you know and obviously pleasure things and um led me to a quick thought when the first who was the first bird that went oh god oh god oh god i just mm. wondered when that happened didn't, didn't when, deal. Yeah, when did it become a thing? Yeah, because it's a thing. It's a yeah, thing. yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, uh, the last one is called Ding Dong. <laughs> what did we yell before, oh God? Exactly. That's... Thor or Odin or what were we doing? Like, Did we even have the concept? What, before we had the concept of God, what did we yell? Do you yes, know what I mean? A good, like, a good... Back when we were in this situation, yeah. you know, this, the beginnings, mm. what, what noises did the females make? That's a good From question. Pleasure. That's That'd a good question. So the last one is uh, ding dong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All things have a vibratory natural resonance. Yep. Crash for thunder, boom for explosions. Like there is some things in languages that, that it is the noise is, you know, like boom. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you went boom anywhere around the world, they that's one of those pretty common ones. Yes. Um, what do they call that? What do they call that when it's it's like a poetry term when yeah. when the crosses, word yeah. is the word says the sound. Yes, yeah, there yeah. is a there's I didn't go, but that that so that was like that's five out of twenty four different theories. Yeah. High school English was fucking um, sixteen years that, ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shit. More for me. 
Uh, yeah, so absolutely. So basically, again, I think all of those are plausible as like why separate them into separate theories they're, I think they're all happening at the same yeah. fucking time yeah, yeah and one of your earworms I get every now and again and I got it when I was reading through this is like what if everyone's right yeah you know that's right <laughs> what if everyone's exactly. right what if there's a combination of fucking all 24 yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so I then dug into the prefrontal cortex read a pretty complicated paper that was not we're Good. not going to go through that. <laughs> wasn't friendly to Triff. No, no, it was. For, I could read it, but yeah, yeah, to yeah. try and so Dissem- basically disseminate it. So basically, like, I, I wrote ugh. it. So this is my paragraph after doing it. Right, right. The jury is out on the prefrontal cortex and its impact on speech. However, there's a promising line of research and understanding how it could potentially play a mediating role in the relation of language and social cognition. Yep. Right, so it's and that's kind of what we were talking about the other day about yeah. decision making and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a line of research that suggests, yes, this it, is where it would go hand in hand so, with mate. the language you senses. Think so. Yeah, so the language senses are processed through something, and it could be the prefrontal cortex, which helps us, as I say, in the relation of language and social cognition. Yeah, no one has done that research. However, a few people have said there is there's a reason. There's you could research that if you wanted to, and maybe find something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we talk about linguists, right? So how do you, how do these people? I mean, because we've got, you know, there's hieroglyphs over there. You know, like there's a few different languages in this room, man. You know, uh, there's runes over here. Um, linguists had to figure that out at some point and translate it through their perception, which yeah. I think needs to it needs to, it's important to say that to how they think they sound, right? So how do they how do they figure it out, right? So after we don't know why we speak this is how linguists try and figure it out right i think i said before they divide it into repetitive units of sound okay mm-hmm. these they can assume adjoining words common phrases which would indicate meaning yep common terms you know because mm-hmm. uh, they're being repeated all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah 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 so what if we can't hear the language for example some of the ancient megalithical language and symbology yeah. yep. that we see around the globe right so in the absence of our being here a language, a written language can be analysed for similar linguistic structures of meaning, repetitive symbols, etc. Uh, these are called morphemes. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that's a cool word, man. Morphemes. That is a cool. Word. Uh, this method often requires a prohibitively vast corpus of data. They aren't my words, but I had to put them in there. That is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, in other words, a shitload is what I put there, right? And again, cue the Rosetta Stone. Like mm-hmm. The only reason we understand hieroglyphs is because of that stone over there yeah. and because it's in three different languages. Yeah. Uh, without that, we probably still wouldn't know what the fuck the pictures mean. Um, well, we'd just have a 24 different fucking theories. That's exactly. what we'd have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all of these strategies are often referred to in some as combinatorial, combinatorial linguistics. There's some big words in this fucking one, man. Uh <laughs> They were refined for use in making sense of archaic dead terrestrial languages and require a deep archaeological background to utilize effectively. So basically, it's like, unless you've got a, a, a lot to refer to, it's hard to interpret it to any sort of accuracy. Yeah. Um, you have to have seen a lot of a lot of data yeah. to be able to... To join it together. Join the dots. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Creating a method to, to decode an unknown language without relying on parallels to earth languages seems like a, a Sisyphean obstacle. And I was like, 
What the fuck is what a is sissy that? fan obstacle, right? How do you spell it? S-I-S-Y-P-H-E-A-N. Okay, a sissy fan. It's a Greek word, so you've got to think about that word. Sissy uh, fan. Okay. Sissy fan. Yeah. Uh, obstacle. Sisyphean. 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 Uh, it describes a task that is endless and futile. So I think we need to, we got to, I think <laughs> one of our missions is we need to put sissy fan obstacle into our daily life because it's a, you know. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a goal. Uh, Sisyphus, okay, comes from Greek mythology. Yep. And basically, he did a bad thing. I don't, I could, didn't find out what he did because I was just like, "What's this? What does this mean?" Yeah. Uh, and basically, uh, he was forced to continually roll a boulder up a hill forever. So, right, that was that's the impossible task. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. That's what he was sentenced to. Forever, you roll a boulder up a hill. Doesn't never, it'll never end. That sucks, boy. Doesn't that, <laughs> is that a terrible that's, thing yeah, to think that about? That is a man? great punishment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and look, it. So, yeah, that's Sisyphean. We've got to insert that as many times as we can. Uh, it is completely possible that an ET language could be soundless and have no written component, which means the traditional reliable methods would be useless when presented with an alien language. Hence what we were talking about before. Yeah. The different... Um, the musical the musical one. Imagine if they spoke in musical notes. Yeah. Well, know? that's the third kind, yeah? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or the... Um, What's it called? Telepathic. Yeah. ESP, that's extrasensory yeah, perception. Not, not written yeah. or anything like that. Mm. Well, that, yeah. was, that was the um, the aliens in Independence Day. They were telepathic. That's right. They? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, physicists, mathematicians, and astronomers have attempted to tackle this problem based on the premise that math and physics are a kind of universal language. Uh, so... Yeah, the SETI, SETI was founded in 84. You're an 84 model, aren't you? 83 model. 83 model? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you are too. Yeah, yeah, we're the same year, but we're just opposite ends. That's right. Yeah. Uh, hosts a collaboration of these scientists and is dedicated to the pursuit and interpretation of an intelligent extraterrestrial message. Uh, you know, searching for signals. We know they're sending massive radio signals in targeted manner. Um, the thing is, so <laughs> then the assumption is like, it's the same fucking si- like we have to. We're making the assumption that they've got the same signal as us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes, that they our signals could be bouncing off a hundred planets that have got life on them, and they're like, "What's that weird noise?" You know, or like, or, or they don't even they don't operate on that on spectrum. radio waves. Yeah, You're, they don't yeah, operate exactly. on that spectrum. Like it's the the assumption is is that yeah we are yeah it's it's it's. This is where it sort of falls down a bit for me. Like, yeah. but again, it's all we can do. Like, what yeah. else can we do? These yeah. are the signals we produce. We'll just got to do something. Yeah. Um, as I, I guess, a, I guess, to give the scientists a break, though, I guess you would deduct that if we were able to find radio waves, yeah, if it was us, yeah, surely anyone else who's worth talking to. Would Should, have discovered would, do the same, would yeah. have discovered it as well. Yeah, sort of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know like, what you're saying. It would signify a certain level of advancement. Yeah, to have discovered. Yeah, that because it's it's universal. Yeah, you know, it's they're all throughout the universe. Yeah, well, some form of wave communication is all throughout the universe. I suppose again, it depends. Well, and it, if it, radio it, waves exist here, they exist on another at another star. Potentially, but again, like no, they definitely do. 
because that's we we didn't create radio waves we discovered radio we waves and then we can them. manipulate them yeah to to send signals yeah yeah so we had you first discover it then you work out how to use it mm. and i think well i suppose from a language and a speech and a culture point of view they may not may not call them radio waves oh they definitely wouldn't call them yeah. radio waves unless yeah. they're speaking english exactly yeah uh, so going into how do we figure it out, right? Astrobiologists are also well aware of the difficulty of removing terrestrial bias from the research. Yep. Uh, they can only really search for signs they see here on Earth. That's the perception problem. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. Whereas when we talk about megalith stuff, we can only perceive like mechanical things to, you know, that's our first Because initial it's thing from can... our perception of, yeah. of reality exactly. now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. However, uh, another little cool segue there is bizarre organisms called extremophiles, which I thought you'd think was cool. Right, okay. Which survive... which can love su- extremes. Extremophiles, which can survive in unbelievably harsh conditions on Earth. Uh, oh, like the worms that live at the vents and shit yeah, like that stuff under like the ocean. That. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Why are they significant? I missed that part. Well, no, there's... <laughs> well, the, I, I chose one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Why are extremophiles significant? Because they exist without, like, this one without is called... Without reason a, or no, something. No, uh, one of these is called a Spinolorichus sinzai. Yes. Okay. Uh was found in the sediment of the anoxic uh, Lat- La Atalante Basin in the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, it was. Uh, anoxic means that it's groundwater, freshwater, and seawater that is depleted of dissolved oxygen. Basically, yeah. it's trapped, and there's no oxygen in it, right? Yeah. So this animal, this Spinolorichus, uh, doesn't need oxygen at all, ever. Yep. It exists without it. Yep. Uh, but that's what makes it an extremophile. Basically, right. they, these creatures, you know, they, I think they had another one there that can resist... Uh, I think we get radiation sickness at 50 UD or whatever the measurement is. Yep. This one could withstand 2,000. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so yeah, it's 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 animals that exist on Earth that if we were put in the same situation, we would not survive. We would die straight away. However, you know, we're not actually really well built for this planet. We've had this discussion before. Like, yeah, uh, we're a bit squishy. You know, we, we're lucky we got a prefrontal cortex, basically. Yeah, um, or else we we probably wouldn't have won. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's saying if such exotic life exists here, who knows what exists out there and what bizarre forms of communication they might have, mm-hmm. making everything again we think we know obsolete. Yeah, makes no difference. Well, did you watch Arrival? This is a lot of this guy. The no, I don't think I ever saw Arrival. It's good, man. Yeah. I, I I left it for a is while. It, is it the one with the thing in the white tube? Yeah, and it's got the the circle things. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've seen the trailer a hundred times, but I never actually watched it. I saw it and I didn't think, I think it was it very... spooked me out a little bit too much. I was like, it's scary. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I don't know. It's worth a watch. Yep. It's worth a watch. What, what, late one night. Tell you what else is worth a watch that I watched, watched for the second time the other night. Bone Tomahawk. Fucking Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk, man. Get amongst it. I stumbled across it on Nettie the other day. Um, Nettie. Old Nettie, mate. I um, was having a flick through. Only in fucking Australia would we not be bothered <laughs> saying Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, well, there's way too many fucking syllables in that, man. Yeah. The old Nettie, yeah. Nettie. Nettie but rolls you know what? off the tongue the thing way is, better. I, that's probably You'd f- never heard me say that never, before, but you knew exactly yeah, what I was talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never heard that word before, but yeah. I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> You're like, yeah, scrolling through Nettie. It's because yeah. you used it in context. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, it found um, Bone Tomahawk, and it wasn't. It's one of those. It's one of those moments where a movie rings a bell. You're like, that rings a bell, and then you like watch it, the trailer, and you're like, oh, that looks interesting. Then you watch it, and it's not till you get like fucking three quarters of the way through the You've movie that you're like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> That's what it is. And you're like, ah, oh, now I remember that. Somewhere yeah. in the annals, back in the annals in yeah. the, of, of your mind. So you then, when, after I watched it, I flicked back to the the screen, the credit screen sort of thing, and it was made in 2015. So I was like, of course, I have seen it before. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But it's worth a watch. Okay, it's I'll put um, it on the list. not to do with aliens at all, but it it <laughs> is to do with hominines. Hominines. Yes, yeah. there are some hominines in There's there. Some hominines. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this. I mean, this isn't. We're just talking about how we. I, the further I got into this, and it was quite intensive. It was like it became less about the whole how do we talk to aliens thing yeah and more about just a fascination of understanding how we identify language and the, the, the thought that we put into it and stuff like that i think yeah yeah as i said to you before i said look this information is pretty cool it's not uber cool but it's fascinating to contemplate and discuss uh regardless of the outcome kind of kind of interesting in the way that like evolutionary evolutionary psychologists uh, like interesting yeah sort of thing because it's like it's all about where did it come from yeah. and how was it yeah. created and yeah, yeah, yeah. how was it built yeah. and the theories that go into it mm. it's it's an interesting th- thing to think about mm. yeah and so beyond vocal and gestural yep um language yeah uh on earth we see honeybees they communicate via dance like yes. you've seen that you know yep. what i mean uh, uh hormonal communication in acacia uh, trees yes. well Hormonal communication in a lot of in things. In all trees. Fucking, yeah. well, not just trees, trees, but um, animals like animals, uh, yeah. pheromones, you know, yeah, like absolutely. ready for mating, ready for mating and all, and all that, that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, when I read this one, I was like, oh, we can actually expand a lot here. Uh, you know, what we've seen after the big storm here, that the, my trees out the back here, some of them have died. They've just been sucked dry basically by the yeah. other ones. Yep. And the other ones survived. They yep. communicated in some way. What I did think about that we haven't talked about in a while was the mycenaeal layer the mushroom yeah. layer man like that's yes. a communication highway um think well is 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 it a symbiotic relationship and do the do the trees communicate via the mycenaeal layer i think the, they do the yeah. mushrooms I would you know say what i mean so, yeah. so that would is be it my guess. is it symbiotic between different organisms as well could be. Are they just are they like telstra are they the network provider? You know right, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the mushrooms just come along, provide the network, then the tree's got to pay a price yeah. and sacrifice some members every now and yeah, again juice, yeah. because the mushrooms want to feed. Yeah. So they're like, well, this guy's got to go. Yeah. They all get together in tribal council, yeah. and they vote, and they're like, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah, true. Look, and the thing is, we don't understand it. So that, how do we know? That could be exactly how they work. Well, I mean, you think we about... Have no, we have no idea. It, it made me think about the plant that turns bitter. Yeah. Like, that's some trippy shit there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's a... Isn't it like if a giraffe eats the acacia tree downwind, mm. the pheromones that tree releases to the next ones goes, hey, I'm getting eaten. Yeah. Change your fucking your molecular structure so yeah. you taste different. Yeah. 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 I'm, I don't know yeah. whether it was acacia trees. I thought it was the it was a deer. I only think it's acacia trees because that's what fucking giraffe eat and giraffe were part of the story I heard. Yeah, right. So I'm just 
making that wild assumption. Look, a giraffe story is better. Let's 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 Fucking let's not. How let... majestic yeah. is a giraffe? The yeah. way a giraffe. Is. Giraffe, the only animal so fucking not dangerous they'll yeah. let four-year-olds feed them at yeah. the fucking zoo. Yeah, you got to got to agree with Joe. That was one of his funniest <laughs> jokes. It's like the giraffes are the happiest people in the zoo. Yeah. Like they don't care. They don't care. You go to a zoo, everyone else isn't happy, and it's you're not allowed to fucking place. handle anyone else. Yeah, but, but the it, giraffes are just like you know what. I'm so fucking happy here. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that one where the giraffe throats a pole? Did, yeah. did you see that? It's yeah. like a fence post. This thing fucking throats it. Yeah. It was like, holy shit, that was weird. Yeah, they but, attack them. Yeah, they <laughs> use their big necks to whack each other. No, no, no. Fucking throated it as in like... Oh, right. In its mouth. Right. No, I didn't see you that. Haven't you seen that? What seedy corner of the internet? Oh, that's a douche. Don't, it, we don't need to know. Don't, giraffes, no, deep-throating poles. <laughs> Let's get the, oh, then that leads me on to the fucking the hamster one, and it, it's like a, it's a meme. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that. Where it's like hamster memes. Well, the meme is something along the lines of like I've never done this before, and then the hamster like throats the um yeah the water the thing. water chip. Yeah, I've and seen it's that. like God, oh, Jesus. We all we all know that lady. Yeah, Jesus, that des- it's amazing how quickly it descends. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, anyway, but, giraffes, acacia. Yeah, I'm taking us back. Tasia. Giraffes, acacia, pheromones, communication, change your bitterness. Yeah, boom, communication. communication. Yeah, uh, beat harmonics in midshipman fish. I didn't look that one up. And penguins. That's like they. they what do penguins do? They they clap, don't they? Is well, it, they do vocal they, as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I don't know. Vocal. I don't know if clapping. I've never actually seen David. Attenborough fucking do anything about clapping in penguins. No. I've seen that. And they, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of shit. And they yeah. mate for life. Yeah, yeah, And they stand, they fucking put their eggs on their feet. That's yeah. all I know about They're, penguins. I'm, I'm and, pretty and much And some of the big, some of them are fucking big. Yeah. Emperor penguins, I think, are like four foot tall. Yeah, yeah four or five foot. Yeah, they're big so, bastards. Yeah, that's a big, and you got to think, man, they don't need the light bones no. for flight. That's a solid chunk of bird. Yeah. How much does a fucking emperor penguin weigh? We know it's 1.2 high. Yeah. That's pull it up, Jamie. No, I'm not. I'm not Come doing. Come on, it. I've got a better story. I'm about trying it. to I've take. I've got a better story about a penguin for you. <laughs> yes. So my parents knew a butcher down in Victoria, and he was off the coast of Apollo Bay surfing or doing something, hmm. and basically caught a penguin. And on purpose, or it, like, well, just it just happened to be there. It was, right. It was a situational thing. Okay. I think that's the story I heard. It's like yeah. there was a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> there was a penguin, so yeah. we caught it. So we caught it, and he basically put it in his wetsuit. And because he was a butcher, he's like, "No, I'm not letting it go. I'm going home to see what it tastes like." Yeah. And apparently, penguins not that bad. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he 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 stole a penguin from Port Phillip Bay and ate it. Oh, that's fucking. They're the fucking fairy penguins, <laughs> yeah, the man. Fairy penguins, yeah, they yeah. walk up on the fucking the bar. Yeah, he didn't need to fucking. Because I'm thinking, how the fuck. Do you catch a penguin? They are like yeah. sharks can't catch it. Like yeah. you, we've all seen, killer whales no, can catch them. Yeah. Killer whales can catch them, and leopard seals. Yeah, that's the only two things I know that can catch a fucking penguin. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like they are fast and agile, but fairy penguin. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so anyway, tastes all right. That, that's a penguin story. That's just that's just oh man, <laughs> they're sentient beings. It's interesting. That. It's interesting. Just murder. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Anyway, uh, it's interesting, and only in the last 40 years that signed languages have actually been identified and recognised as language. Sign language? Yeah, like signed, you know what I mean? 
like languages that are signed have only been officially recognised as a proper language in the last 40 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, sign language for the deaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah Stuff okay, like that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, But there's a couple of different cultures around the world that do use signage. Do, uh-huh. do use signs. Yeah. Um, so, again, we see that as you... And I actually wrote this. As usual, human biases pervade everything that isn't us. Right? So, we've got to, we've got to project we're the fucking awesomest, right? Mm. That's well, we it. <laughs> right? Uh, hard to create... Uh, an an open perspective methodology without bias. That was that was the thought that I had down the bottom there. When we're trying to think about how we could interpret it, it's it, we can. The problem is we have to put everything through our own human lens as usual, and then that becomes perception, perception, interpretation, and on and on it goes, and everything's bullshit. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we're nearly there. So then mathematics seems to be the unbiased. Avenue, however, the issues with this are easy. Think about the metric versus imperial, nautical, aerospace, etc. What mathematical system are you using? You know, are you using furlongs? Binary. Or f- yeah, binary. There you go. There's another one. No, that's the, that's that's what they would use because it would be. But see, but that would assume different computers. One of the things about old mate who did the computer, or can't, I never ever remember that dude's name. No, but it doesn't necessarily need to be computer. Code. Turing. Yeah, Turing. Yes, Turing you were going to say. Turing. The you, code-breaking you, you, The thing. code-breaking yeah. guy. You know they castrated him because he liked to punch donuts, right? Yes. Like, that's just ridiculous, man. Some people like to do that. Just let them do that. I don't understand it was, that. Dude, I'm not defending it, but it was a different time. It was a different time. I understand Whatever. that. doesn't we've matter. Moved, we've moved beyond that. Now. Anyway, the point is, is that Turing, when he basically got chemically castrated and just tried to keep working but then killed himself. Yeah. Um, he was working on a third generation past binary, right? We think of binary as how it was, but if Turing and his team were allowed to continue the work un, yeah, unencumbered, yeah, right, that we wouldn't have un- binary uncastrated, uncastrated, <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have binary would not be the the baseline system that we operate off. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that um, would have created a different different language. different different. But that's to me. Um, that next language only supersedes binary because we're putting binary language into a computer. Yeah, you don't need to use binary language in a computer. As in terms of mathematics, ones and zeros, mm. it it didn't. Mathematics is like radio waves. Like I was explaining mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. radio waves, mm-hmm. you don't create it; you discover it. Yeah, it's an it's interpretation. Always... It's an interpretation of a signal. Yeah. Well, yeah, or, or like measuring things. If you it doesn't matter if you use a centimeter or an inch, the Fibonacci sequence still exists because it's ratios. True. It it doesn't True. matter if how you're measuring but it. That's here but on you, Earth. But you'll you'll um. But why wouldn't it be anywhere else? Because and this is throw a different understanding of physics yeah. due to different elements, e.g. one fifteen. Yeah. Antigravitic elements. Yeah. Then your entire perception of physics and everything is completely fucking different. Like if your periodic table, you take 10 elements off our periodical table and chuck another different 10 on, mm. on a different planet, yeah. then all the math is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, different gravitational forces, atmosphere, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, yeah, they're different, but you would still get the same ratios because the ratios always break down to the lowest common denominator. 
So even though... But isn't that just interpretation? Yeah, but... Or does so, it fit? I mean, so, I don't know so, the answer no, to I, the Fibonacci sequence what, work in every language. Yeah, because it's a ratio. It's not a. It's not a distance. Yeah, right. So that's the, the ratio is the repeatable thing because it's that's what you break it down to. Mm. So no matter how you're measuring it, whether you're measuring it in parsecs, nanometers, milli, millimeters, which fucking are the same bit of the measurement system, um, go over to pounds or fucking inches. Doesn't matter how you're measuring it. Yeah. When you divide it down, it'll still be the same. You'll fraction. still get one point three fucking. So it doesn't four, matter if it's one, You'll still get pi. Wazoo fucking. In, a in circle, a, wing, a, a third of a circle, will always be fucking pi. Yeah, because there's still you will, but then pi is worked on a degree system. I suppose you know, 36 is one of those numbers that repeats itself and repeats itself and pre-sales or, the, or the, the summation of nine, actually, if you want to think about it that way. However, it I, it only repeats I'm itself sm- on this planet. There I'm is not no smart enough. space. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to know if if uh, angles would be measured in the lowest common denominator. Mm. You know what I mean? As mm. in degrees. Yeah. Would you be able, would you still use degrees as a unit of measurement? And this is what I'm saying. If, 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 if your gravitational stuff is different and, you know, like there's a few factors change, different elements, different ways that uh, you you react and cohabitate with the planet or whichever planet it is, that would change, wouldn't it? You know, I mean, and, the, well, the, and the, one of the things I had here was, so it's the Paraha people in northwestern Brazil, they have no sense of numbers. It's either... It's like sort of, you know, a couple or fucking a lot. You know, one too many is basically what they say. Yeah, right. They have no concept of numbers. They don't care. But does that go back to what we were saying before about the 24 theories of how language came about? Mm. Um, a lot of those were through necessity. Yeah, that would lend to that. So they, have so they just didn't have a fucking... Because they're um, subsistence, survival, yeah. they're not planning like for the future mm. in turn I and guess le- it's they something- would be but it'd just be many exactly the, the pile needs to be this big yeah yeah whatever that, that means that could be a way in which they came to where they're at mm. yeah mm. Well, which means which that- means maybe they do interpret numbers but it is, it's a spatial in a, simp- in a simplified way and it's a spatial awareness or something like that you know if they have a storage cave it's like well if that cave is full then there's many in there and we're okay. Or yeah. something, or whatever. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, if, yeah. if they're putting food away for yeah, winter or yeah, whatever. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, but yeah, as far as anthropologically, they don't have an understanding of numbers like we do. Yes. Yep. Um, so then there's computational linguistics, which is your zeros and your ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, like I said before, it's like it's the same problem with the maths and the physics we assume that they have the same signals as us. Yeah. Or that they can detect our signal like we could detect their signal. You know, yes. We're assuming a level of uh, equal or, you know, or lesser or greater technology in order to be able to receive it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, yeah. It's, it's basically electromagnetic signals is what they're sending out. Uh, mm-hmm. SETI, the big ones, the big blasts they send out of that, the big dishes there. Yep. And that's, again, 
assumptions. And the thing is, we've got to understand, we've only been sending these signals out for about 150 years or so. Mm. Um, none have been returned. Yep. I did look into, like, there was that 2017 one, the the guy, and there, there was, I mean, there's been a few, oh, there's a vibration yeah. or something like that. Uh, however, as or, far or as... An, or an abnormality, abnormality to the yeah. normal space noise yeah, that as, they pick up. Yeah, as yeah. far as... Um, yeah, as far as they understand it, there hasn't been a return signal. Yeah. Um, and I think the the last two points I've got, because that was a lot, uh, the rest of the article and all the other stuff I looked at, says it goes on to say that most observed and understood language is perceptional and situational, I think. Um, does that answer the question on who taught us how to speak and how come there's very distinct different types of language like four or five again in the world you know yeah. which is based around race like that's an interesting perception there like how did that come to be um well i think i don't know in my mind the distinct different groupings of the language like the latin root languages and mm. and um the asian different dialects that yeah the asiatic that are there. and then the easter the cyrillic and the well Based on when though, the fact that you're saying you know there's there's a there's a finite amount of them, there's a small amount of there these, isn't there isn't I think root. there's eight hundred languages in Papua New Guinea but that's a different story. No, but that's the thing they they were would all have a a, a similar root because yeah. of where they were created. Yeah, sort of thing. But if you break it down into the larger root languages that make up the bulk of the population Today. of the world, yeah. Um, I think you could backtrack that to show where they were, like obviously where they were created. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at what time? Mm. Because when well, no, when travel was, uh, when we were more segregated mm. across the world when the population was lower, you can, if those smaller groups are root languages, well, it goes to show that language existed at that time yeah. when they were all segregated yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. You get me? Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I think for me, it's not necessarily, I'm pretty sure, the problem is records break down. Obviously, a lot of the uh, African and Egypt and those types of places use papyrus to record their stuff, which breaks down over millennia. Mm. Sumerians use clay tablets. We've got thousands of those we haven't even fucking looked at yet. Mm. Um, well, we don't know how to fucking read them. No, we've got a fair idea. We just don't look at them. Right. Um, yeah, there's something like three and a half thousand we've got, and we've only interpreted 150 or something like that. Yeah, and out of those, I did one. That's the, that's the trigonometry thing. However, yep. um, yeah, I think it's perceptional, situational, and I, it's less about the lineage. I can understand that through whatever records we have. For me, it's more about how did we start to speak? You know? Like, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Out of out of all the research, what do you think now? What do you think where it started out of looking through the information you have in the past 24 hours? Well, I think I've got a few thoughts on it because I thought you might ask me this. I think our ability to communicate effectively and like in the manner that we're doing now, right? We're two average guys. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. We're middle class Aussie blokes and, you know, I just had a room in my shed and we turned it into a podcast. 
Yeah. But we're able to communicate. If you think about some of the words and ideas that we've thrown around tonight, it's quite in-depth stuff. It's quite high-level stuff. Mm. So I think our ability to communicate in that depth, I think, in the end, was probably the straw that broke the camel's back uh, for the other hominines that existed on this planet. Yeah. Like, if we can communicate effectively uh, and in great detail, we're going to be able to execute more plans than those that can't. Yeah. And, and I don't know, do I want the aliens to have given us a hand? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think, when did we start speaking? Between 2 million and 50,000 years ago. Yeah. Like, that's a great number. I love that. When did we do it? Oh, you know, somewhere between... Artie. Artie was the Artipithecus. Yes, Artipithecus. Remember? That's him. Yes, that was the name. It just came to me then. Yeah, he's bipedal and stuff like that. That's right. And the ratio of his legs to his um, arms, he's got longer legs. Yeah, he's got longer legs than his arms. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it shows that he... He, although he still had the opposable thumb yes. on his foot. Yeah, he was like a... Um, yeah, he wasn't quite human, but he was on his way to being human. An yeah. interesting an interesting hominine. However, I think that the le- our level of comprehension is what made us... Um, as I said, what tipped us over the edge. How that actually came to be. It's interesting, man. I, I Again, I tend to agree with the... With the piece of gold you came up with, you know, a few months ago, what if everybody's right? Yeah, you know, because uh, the thing is, too, let's pretend that the Palladians downloaded us and helped us become human seven hundred eighty thousand years ago. Since then, there's been like fucking fifty extinction level or near extinction level events. And and how many of those people that were chosen bred with other hominines that existed? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so the gene pool gets diversified. Mm. So, so they might have had an explosion um, of intelligence there yeah. through. But that's not to say that. The well, that's al- like the, the, it's the alpha female and the alpha male of both sex. Um, you know, both types of hominines seeking each other out and then making a better version. Yeah, you know? and that's then, the whole survival of the fittest, isn't it? You know, you gonna you want to find your match so you can make the a better version of who you are. Yeah. Uh, and there was sure there'd be cross-species stuff, man. There'd have to be, easily. And, well, that's... Isn't it... Isn't there's a, there's a thing where it's like the easiest way to learn a language is to have sex with someone who speaks it and get them to talk to you while you're having sex? I've never heard that. Yeah, that was... I don't know where that came <laughs> from, man. Years ago. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying, like, you you come out with some fucking things Oh, look, sometimes. I plucked pluck that out of... <laughs> out of nowhere but I, I, I seem to remember that there is something about that uh, I'll, I'll, I'll run with it language. man I'll run with it I it's like, like it. the giraffe it's like the giraffe of course it was the giraffe yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah look man I'd at the end of the day everyone could be right I think it's a combination of all of them and maybe some things that we don't understand what happens if they do come and we can't communicate with them well um they get tired of our shit and they blow us up. But this was about the math one. So assuming an ET civilization perceives numbers, math and physics and logic in an analogous way could be a swift path to miscommunication. Oh, really? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, You know, if we do that wrong, then... It's like we said last time. 
either we're going to keep going or we're not. That's what it all comes down to at the end of the day. Mm. You're either going to keep going or you're not. Right. However, the, to finish. Yeah. What about symbolism as a universal language? Again, are they going to have Ibis on another planet? I'm not talking. I'm more talking probably oh, more about the circle, like the like, the Celtic cross, like the circle with the thing in yeah, the middle. Yeah, um, yeah. Because as you used, we were talking about pie and circles and stuff. I wanted to talk about them, but that's like my closing statement. So yeah, okay. You know shapes. You know, but that would that would that would uh, it's, it automatically brings me back to the math thing. Well, the, yeah, the angles. Yeah. They're measuring angles. The angle of the dangle, yeah. That's exactly it. To, for those things to be significant. Mm. But how do you get, I suppose the assumption would be, how do you get to any level of technology without understanding of mathematics? But it's interesting we say that, yet we look at Gobekli Tepe or something like that and see it's all aligned astrologically and they're like, oh, they, so, didn't, they didn't have that ability. But obviously they did. They had to understand angles. They had to understand logistics. They had to have enough workforce, enough food, enough water, da, 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 to actually be able to complete the bloody job, right? Yeah. Or um, align it to fucking true north. Yeah. Got to understand to... To the to, dog star. To, to do the fucking procession of the equinox. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's all measuring angles. And that's all symbols and stuff carved into. And that, I yeah. suppose, would there be... You know, and then again, you think about the the stories that we've heard about, you know, James Cook being, yeah, Captain Cook being the high aristocracy of Europe and, like, the, his sailors were not just any sailors. They were the, the, the secret society, Mason, blah, blah, would choose a, choose a sect of, of their time yeah. and could speak the language of symbols to the indigenous here and that's how they communicated with them. Not necessarily a spoken language. They knew the language of the symbols. Yeah. Yeah. And if the symbol language echoes around the globe, who left us the symbol language? Is Where? it is it not part of the great fucking global spiritual culture that once existed that was probably influenced by... It could have been, yeah. You know what I mean? It could have been left by the aliens. And what it... Well, coming and imparting, imparting their... What if three-dimensional mathematics is, is a part of that? You know, the Fibonacci sequence and stuff like that, you know? It's only math because we've said it's math. It's pictures, really, and symbology. Yeah. It's only math because that's the name we've given it. Um, but yeah, mm. on this three-dimensional planet, it's still... It's interesting, man. But at the end of the day, as I say, do I have an answer? No, I don't. The same with everything else. It's like, as I said, I wish... I don't know if I said this earlier, but I wish we could not dig into something... And it was before we, before we started. I wish I could not dig into something and not have it be built on a bed of sand and total bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Because all those pages mean, if you want to boil it down, I could have done this podcast in 30 seconds. <laughs> the reality is we don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's, a, it's just a whole lot of theories. It's just a whole lot of theories. Yeah. We don't actually know. And that echoes across so many things. Everything. Yeah. Everything. It's just all postulations. Postulations and hubris and, and all that stuff. You know, that that's really what it is. And we are... Well, it comes back to Terence McKenna. Yeah, the stoned ape theory. There is there is that. No, no, no. The more you know, the, the less, more you realise, the, the, the less, less you, you know. know. 
Yeah, yeah, the more you, but the stoned ape theory—that's one of his. That's how they. Yes. That, that's how the brain developed, developed, and, and create speech and stuff because they were tripping off their balls. Yes, um, that's interesting as well. However, yeah, look, it's okay. So if you know, and the thing is, we are arrogant enough to to think that, and it doesn't. It just because we're Aussies doesn't make a difference. In Russia, they think the same thing. If the aliens land here, we'll be able to talk to them because we're fucking awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't. The, the human hubris. Knows no bounds. Well, I, f- I feel like we we put an expectation upon them. Yeah. To to be able. If you're going to come here, mate. You better to be able to breach. We speak Australian here, mate. Breach the subject exactly, because if you possess the ability to travel across the galaxy, then do you not have the ability to fucking work out our language system? Yeah. Again. That that you know, and that's the line of human communication. It's like, yeah, that's uh, that leads to what did I say? A swift uh, miscommunication mm. or something like that. <laughs> you know, and I think that's one of the things that was echoed through this intense twenty-four hours of research was the hubris behind everything, and just the the level of bullshit behind everything yeah. is 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 almost staggering. Uh, and I don't want to put any of the researchers down and don't listen to me. However, if you look at it with an objective eye, mm. when you've got at least 24 arguments yeah. for one thing, that's a, that's only Wikipedia. There'd be hundreds, you would think. Yes. Uh, well, we mentioned a few, you know, the stoned ape theory, da-da-da-da-da, right? Aliens, da da There's another two, yep. right? Yep. So we're up to 26. No, we can't agree at a... 50 ideas then we don't know no that's right we don't yeah and there's just not enough like you're saying the research is lacking but the theories are thick and fast because when you have limited evidence you can it all depends on how you interpret it interpret the stones yeah and that's what they mean exactly again it goes on to say everything you can't explain in Egypt was fucking ceremonial. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's that it's that old. Thing. Oh, it was a joke. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't mean that. They didn't mean that to draw a helicopter in a hieroglyph. It was just yeah. a, they were just fucking around. Yeah, that's uh, right. Or any, <laughs> any artifact you can't explain. It's it must have been a, some kind of ceremonial dish yeah, or something. something. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Because it's like we can't fit it into a category. Mm. Mm. It's all pe- perceptional and situational, man. Um, yeah, man. So look, I, that was. Well, that was an interesting delve, and I can yeah. tell that from from the volume of the stuff that you've brought to me tonight, I can tell it was an arduous twenty four hours. It was, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it yeah, it obviously was. It, it was, a- and look, I think it's 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 definitely a good. I hope that the listeners hope I articulated it well enough to for, so they can understand how we identify language. Like it's it's something worth contemplating when we're thinking about the bigger ideas because if we can think about language that means we can think about uh, you know the the other countries around us that don't speak our language if we can better understand how we understand language yes then we can communicate better yeah language is a great subject for for thought experiments yes to just delve into it's one of those things that put your existence into perspective yeah about what came before and the levels to something that we just take for granted yes. because it's something that's passed on to us yeah. as young children. So we just grow up doing okay. it. Yeah. You don't if you don't think about it, mm. about how it was created, 
where it could have come from mm. and the possibilities mm. that really it's it's almost it's almost similar in the way of using a telescope to look at the stars you're yeah just, you're just you're getting just, a perception you're just it's altering your perception mm. and it's putting you it's making you feel insignificant in the line yeah, of yeah. of the significance of time of the yeah. things that have happened and it, and it we we need to understand things from more perspective one of the things that just came to me was when I was in PNG and on my lay down yard, we had like 15 different nationalities, man. Like at one time, I think we had like six different tribes from Papua New Guinea. I had dudes out of China, Philippines, Malaysia, Indonesia, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Canada. Like it was a menagerie, right? And because we're in oil and gas, majority of us smoked. Yep. And none of us spoke each other's language. But there was a, there was a an innate almost I would say human communication system that developed between us, mm-hmm. and some of the common things were like we shared food, yep, or we shared tobacco. The tobacco one was actually one of the things that actually really brought us together. We'd made a point when we'd leave, when we came back to country, we'd bring tobacco from our countries, mm-hmm. and we would exchange. Yeah, gotcha. And yep. through tobacco which is the peace pipe right mm-hmm. if you think about it yes we formed a basis of communication now a lot of it was hand signals you know what i mean like yeah. you know like it's but <laughs> you just made me think universal fucking signal for do you want a ciggy it's just yeah like yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure anyone would understand if you're fucking throwing two fingers up at, at your lips yeah it's like let's go have fag yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah and through that act Yep. of sharing tobacco, uh, the, the communication level between us all became a lot deeper. Yeah. It was a fascinating experiment. Universally, because I was just thinking then, I just ran it through my mind about like, if I was looking at someone from a different country on your lay down, and I was, and I was like, I'm going, like I wanted to get their attention. Yeah. How would I do it? And my in my mind... I raised my eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. That, I don't, I wonder, because I don't know, is the raise eyebrows across cultures, would it mean the same thing in terms of, oi, like, oi, and then you follow it with an action. Yeah. What do you, like, I've well, got I your attention. Raised, I mean, raised eyebrows in, even in Australia could mean many different things. Oi, well, it can, like, but depends on, it you've depends got to put on it the in next the, con- in the context of, in the context of what it is. Yeah. Someone looks at you, and you and you do a yeah. oi, eyebrows up. Yeah, come here. And like, yeah. okay, I've got your attention. Yeah. And then you throw your intention of action mm-hmm. next. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, go that way. Come here. Yeah, exactly. Come here. Yeah, can I smoke? Yeah, fucking. There you, is a universe. You got a lighter. A lighter, exactly. Yeah, you got a lighter. <laughs> you got a lighter. You flick your thumb. Yeah, right. it's like got a lighter. And, oh, that, see the way my face just went there. Yeah. I wonder if other cultures do that. It's like. Yeah. You got to, yeah. you know, like you drop, you furrow, you. Would they, you know, is that all? There would be universal so symbols, things man. Things that we don't, you know, when, and this is what I'm talking about: thinking into, thinking into language. It's so in depth. There's so many different areas to it mm-hmm. that parts, even on on the globe, parts of our body language and stuff like that are universal, and we don't even know it. Yes, until you encounter someone from somewhere else and you can have that And you've got obstacles. 
you've got obstacles. You don't speak the same verbal language. Yeah, you don't write but you the can same. Find uh, hand gestures and symbology in order to communicate. Yeah, which then does that not symbols symbolism as a language is yeah. not. You know, hundred percent. We are well, using gestures. If you, if you start, if you start breaking it down to brass tacks, and you start fucking drawing lines of pictures of different, like things, facial expressions, hand signals, a thing. Yeah. Like instead of instead of fucking the the international signal for Siggies, you put a pack of fucking Winnie Blues up there. You know, you etch that into the rock, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like fucking Angus gestured at Triff. Hey, you want to head to the laydown? It'd be like a little picture, like eyebrows yeah. up. Yeah, you come Ang- with Angus me. Angus you with me. Fucking pack of winnies, and who's got the lighter? And who's got the lighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. smoko time. Yeah. yeah, and isn't that fa- so? So that then, just talking that little thought experiment out, that then there maybe there is an underlying human language based in symbolism and gesturing that can break through whatever verbal communication that we have given the amount of time. Well, I was just expanding on the sentence you could write with pictures. Yeah. Right. And you start to delve into the, we could tell into the line of, you could say at the fucking, uh, on the summer equinox. Yeah. Angus, signal to Triff, do you want to go fucking lay down and have a smoke? Yeah. Have you got the lighter? Yeah. Because you can start to throw time in there if if you measure the procession of the equinoxes and stuff like that. So that's, you know, that that could have been part of the reason why it was so important for everyone to do the same shit because then they could communicate that to each other. If you measure it, you can communicate it. Yeah. If if they do it too, well, Matt, what if one of the the stone circles that go Beckley Tepe is a smoko meter? Yeah, right. Because I remember when I used to do pools up in the Northern Territory, yep. we'd start at five because it's stinking hot. Mm-hmm. However, lunchtime or smoko would be at ten, yep. and you know exactly when ten was because the sun would hit you square in the back of the head. There you go. Yes, and it would be burning. It'd be burning in oh, the back of your dude. skull. And I remember. That was smoko, and it was, and then you looked at your watch, and it was every time you felt that just like just drilling in the back of your head. You look at your watch; it's ten o'clock. I knew when I was doing uh, civil construction. I knew it was about an hour till go home time, till knock off, when the back of my fucking calves were burning because the sun had dropped. I'm out on an open paddock, cleared trees. We're putting in roads for like a subdivision. Yeah. So there's no shade, and when the back of your calves start burning. The sun's been at that low angle mm. for fucking such a period of time. It was usually about four o'clock mm. when my sun... Not that they... No, they didn't start burning. It'd warm up. It got fucking unbearable. Yeah. It had been burning for so long, it'd be like, all right, it's unbearable. And then I'd be like, hour to go. Mm. That's all we've got to do. Mm. Nearly five. Because mm. it was just fucking penetrating at that angle. Yeah, so using the sun to measure time, even on your body... Yeah. That's something that every culture has done around there. So maybe... Are we now... Again... Uh, it's math, symbolism, and there seems there may be an underlining universal language, man. There may be, uh, but it could be partly uh, instinctual. It could be partly ESP. It could be partly some of these deeper questions that we refuse in a uh, modern Western society. So, mm. you know, hundred no, percent. I, I think it all needs to be put into context. 
Well, mate, I'm done. I'm done. That was intense, man. Stick a fork in me. Yeah. I'm fucking cooked. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for coming out. I, was, I know we, we sort of back to back, but that was a. That, did you did you enjoy that one? It was a bit different. No, that right? was fucking fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. There was energy in that. Yeah, there was. That got that got fucking arduous. There was, you know, there was ups and downs. It was yeah. a real roller coaster ride of emotions. <laughs> but I'm fucking being serious, mate. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm coming back out of the trough now. I'm like, oh, that was I was cloudy there for a while. I was yeah. processing. There's a lot to process. Process a lot of input information. Yeah, there's a lot to process. So. Yeah, maybe one you have to listen back to, but I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Thanks very much. Uh, Look after yourselves. We'll talk soon. Cheers. Good night. Just want to go again? Let's do it. Go again. All right. I know you've been here before. No surprises settled. Score. I know the darkness deep inside, reckless rage, poison pride. I know the anger, I know the pain, and I know the fear. time is through I know you I know you